began. Jealous Husband Returns in Form of Parrot by Robert Olin Butler. I never can quite say as much as I know. I look at other parrots and I wonder if it's the same for them. If somebody is trapped in each of them, paying some kind of price for living their life in a certain way. For instance, Hello! I say. And I'm sitting on a perch in a pet store in Houston and what I'm really thinking is, Holy shit! It's you. And what's happened is, I'm looking at my wife. Hello, she says. And she comes over to me, and I can't believe how beautiful she is. Those great brown eyes, almost as dark as the center of mine. And her nose... I don't remember her for her nose, but its beauty is clear to me now. Her nose is a little too long, but it's redeemed by the faint hook to it. She scratches the back of my neck. Her touch makes my tail flare. I feel the stretch and rustle of me back there. I bend my head to her. And she whispers, pretty bird. For a moment, I think she knows it's me. But she doesn't, of course. I say, hello, again. And I will eventually pick up, pretty bird. I can tell that as soon as she says it. But for now, I can only give her another hello. Fingertips move through my feathers. And she seems to know about birds. She knows that to pet a bird, you don't smooth his feathers down. You ruffle them. But of course, she did that in my human life as well. It's all the same for her. Not that I was complaining, even to myself at that moment in the pet shop when she found me like I presume she was supposed to. She said it again. Pretty bird. And this brain that works like it does now could feel that tiny little voice of mine ready to shape itself around these sounds. But before I could get them out of my beak, there was this guy at my wife's shoulders. And all my feathers went slick flat, like to make me small enough not to be seen. And I backed away. The pupils of my eyes penned and dilated and pinned again. He circled around her, a guy that looked like a meatpacker, big in the chest and thick with hair, the kind of guy that I always sensed her eyes moving to when I was alive. I had a bare chest, and I'd look for little black hairs on the sheets when I'd come home on a day with the whiff of somebody else in the air. She was still in the same goddamn rut.
A hello wouldn't do. And I'd recently learned, Good night! But it was the wrong suggestion altogether. So I said nothing. And the guy circled her and he was looking at me with a smug little smile. And I fluffed up all my feathers, made myself about twice as big. So big, he'd see he couldn't mess with me. I waited for him to draw close enough for me to take off the tip of his finger. But she intervened. Those nut-brown eyes were before me. And she said, I want him. And that's how I ended up in my own house once again. She bought me a large black wrought iron cage, very large, convinced by some young guy who clerked in the bird department and who took her aside and made his voice go much too soft when he was doing the selling job. The meatpacker didn't like it. I didn't either. I'd missed a lot of chances to take a bite out of this clerk in my stay at the shop, and I regretted that suddenly. But... I got my giant cage, and I guess I'm happy enough about that. I can pace as much as I want. I can hang upside down. It's full of bird toys. That dangling thing over there with knots and stripes of rawhide and a bell at the bottom needs a good thrashing a couple of times a day, and I'm the bird to do it. I look at the very dangle of it, and the thing is rough the rawhide and the knotted rope, and I get this restlessness back in my tail, a burning, thrashing feeling. And it's like all the times when I was sure there was a man naked with my wife. Then I go to this thing that feels so familiar, and I bite and bite, and it's very good. I could have used the thing the last day I went out of this house as a man. I'd found the address of the new guy at my wife's office. He'd been there a month in the shipping department, and three times she'd mentioned him. She didn't even have to work with him, and three times I heard about him, just dropped into the conversation. Oh, she'd say when a car commercial came on the television. That car there is like the one the new man in shipping owns. Just like it. Hey, I'm not stupid. She said another thing about him. And then another. And right after the third one, I locked myself in the bathroom because I couldn't rage about this anymore. I felt like a damn fool whenever I actually said anything about this kind of feeling. And she looked at me like she could start hating me real easy. And so I was working on saying nothing, even if that meant locking myself up. My goal was to hold my tongue about half the time. That would be a good start. But this guy from shipping, I found out his name and his address, and it was one of her typical Saturday afternoons of big shopping. So I went to his house, And his car that was just like the commercial was outside. Nobody was around in the neighborhood, and there was this big tree in the back of the house, 
going up to a second-floor window that was making funny little sounds. I went up. The shade was drawn, but not quite all the way. I was holding on to a limb with arms and legs wrapped around it, like it was her in those times when I could forget the others for a little while. But the crack in the shade was just out of view, and I crawled on along till there was no limb left. And I fell on my head. Thinking about it now, my wings flap and I feel myself lift up, and it all seems so avoidable. Though I know I'm different now. I'm a bird. Except I'm not. That's what's confusing. It's like those times when she would tell me she loved me. And I actually believed her. And maybe it was true. And we clung to each other in bed. And at times like that, I was different. I was the man in her life. I was whole with her. Except, even in that moment, holding her sweetly, there was this other creature inside me who knew a lot more about it and couldn't quite put all the evidence together to speak. My cage sits in the den. My pool table is gone, and the cage is sitting in that space. And if I come all the way down to one end of my perch, I can see through the door and down the back hallway to the master bedroom. When she keeps the bedroom door open, I can see the space at the foot of the bed, but not the bed itself. That I can sense to the left, just out of sight. I watch the men go in, and I hear the sounds, but I can't quite see. And they drive me crazy. I flap my wings and I squawk and I fluff up and I slick down and I throw seed and I attack that dangling toy as if it was the guy's balls. But it does no good. It never did any good in the other life either. The thrashing around I did by myself. In that other life, I'd have given anything to be standing in this den with her doing this thing with some other guy just down the hall, and all I had to do was walk down there and turn the corner, and she couldn't deny it anymore.